everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Can't complain. All right. You want to uh, go over your closing or opening trade you had going on? Yeah. So we did have the March monthly contracts, the quad witching going on on Friday. So I definitely had a bunch of trades close out. Um, Most of them, I guess, were out of the money, expired worthless. Um, Looking at my trades here. So I don't really see that I did much on buybacks. Um, There were a few that were in the money that I just let get exercised. Like I had a um, short put on GPS, which is gap. And I think it was in the money by a couple bucks. And I was just like, well, I can roll it, grab more credit and hang out, or I can just take the shares and wait for them to recover. Um, So I kind of decided to do that this month just because every month I roll, I'm paying some fees and stuff contract fees and commissions and it's just like well i don't mind hanging out and just holding the shares so i got assigned on a gap 17 put i also got assigned on a jets this one was like barely in the money i didn't even look at it to like see if um you know i could roll it for a credit or i'm sure i could roll it for a credit but i didn't even look at the pricing and i was just like yeah i'll just take this and uh take the shares and just sell a call and you know what i forgot to sell a call that's something i got to do this week is sell a call on my jet shares because it was a fractional put 20.86 so 20 dollars and 86 cent strike so going out and selling the 21 at the money like would have been perfect and geez i got been so busy with work this week i didn't even i meant to do that like on monday and i didn't do it so let me see Okay, they're still floating at twenty fifty five, so that's good. I'm sure I can go out and sell that twenty one uh, call for a decent amount of credit. So that's probably what I'm going to do on Jets. So I took some shares there on Jets, and then finally my Chegg shares got called away. Um, I've been selling the thirty call against that thing for months and grabbing a bunch of credit. So I think I bought the shares at twenty five, got called away at thirty plus several months of calls I've sold. So I made a nice fat profit on Chegg. Um, and then also I kind of looked at pricing on this on Friday, but work was just crazy on Friday and I never got to do anything about it. And that's XLE. So I've got this super deep in the money call on XLE and it was expiring and it was a 62 call and they're trading at like 75, 76. So that thing's like way in the money. And I looked at rolling it. I was like, well, I want to stay in the position. I want to wait for hopefully an oil crash one day. But when I was looking to roll it, I saw that I couldn't get a credit or it was claiming I could get like a couple bucks in credit. And I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll take a couple bucks, stay in the position. But then when I put the order on, it wouldn't fill. So I think it was like a bogus uh, pricing I was seeing because I couldn't get filled for credit. And then it immediately started showing me, oh, you're going to take a debit to roll this roll this position and roll this call into the um, April monthly. So 
I didn't do anything. I got busy and it, you know, expired in the money. So I got assigned XLE. And then, of course, they ripped on Monday. I was like, perfect. I'm short XLE and they're going to rip. So I actually bought back the shares. uh, Yeah, yesterday at some point. And let's see, I bought back at 60, sorry, 75.69. Apparently they're at 75.60 now. So it's like they're down nine cents um, since the buyback. But what I did is I went out and just sold the 62 call again. So that was essentially my entry on the position um, when I sold the 62 call a couple months ago. So I'm going to see what happens and just stay in that position and hopefully they die off. It was kind of weird looking at XLE. You would think, you know, my strike is 62 and they're trading at 75, 76. You would think the probability of that call being in the money at expiration would be pretty high, but it was really low. It's only got like a 50. When I looked at it and made the trade, it only had like a 56% probability in the money. So I don't know if that means people are expecting the oil market to tank by April 14th, but the probability is pretty low. So it's like, I'll, you know, I'm okay with that trade, you know, especially if the markets are expecting, you know, some type of a drawdown on oil here pretty soon. So um, I thought that was kind of weird, but um, yeah, I'm just going to hang on to that thing and see what happens. Uh, I think it's April 14th is the um, April monthly contract. So I'll just kind of take a look at it then and see what's going on. But my plan is to hold that until XLE finally dies off one day, hopefully. So, yeah, hopefully I don't end up getting screwed on that one. It seems like lately whenever the markets rip, oil and energy dies. And then when, like, the markets die, you know, metals too, uh, those things are popping off. So, yeah, we'll kind of see what happens. But um, so I had that XLE madness going on. And then I also today sold a 48 call against EEM, which is the Emerging Markets ETF. And I actually sold a put against EEM for the April monthlies. And that's a 44 put. And they're floating at 45.47, just above that right now. So I'm up like 27, 28% on that uh, April trade. So They've made a nice rip higher lately, so that's why I went to the call side. So I'm playing the put side or, you know, selling the put side for April, and now I'm selling the call side for May. So, um, yeah, I think those are the only uh, new opening trades I've gotten into this week. Nice. Yeah, I I can't wait for oil to freaking pull back too, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. All right. Yeah, I realize that might be a long-term hold. Hopefully it doesn't blow me up and like more pipelines start shutting down and like <laughs> oil keeps skyrocketing. I'm hoping there's, you know, some kind of a correction at some point here. Yeah, more wars, more imports. You know, it's just going to keep going up. Probably going to be the reason I blow my account. <laughs> All right. Um, what do we have from the 14th? Uh all right, so on the 14th, I rolled my XME uh, call spread out another week uh, that expired this Friday. And I'll go over that a little more because uh, it goes into our topic. Um, let's see, I sold a call spread on Qualcomm, and that one ended up, I uh, went max loss on it. Uh, it was a short-term trade. Um, I don't think it, it was even a, a week to expiration. 
And then I've been doing a lot of swing trading uh, with shares as well. Some I'll hold on to for just a day. Um, finally got out of, I got stopped out on VOD. And I've had that trade on for, I think, like two weeks now. And I got stopped out at, I believe, just under 7% um, on the trade. Uh, what else? Oh, I did a real quick swing trade on uh, EWW. And that one I got into, uh, it was just shares. I was looking at the chart, and I texted you. I was like, dude, EWW is about to blast off. So I got some shares, and then they didn't move quite how I liked it. So I had a, I put a really tight uh, trailing stop on it and got stopped out. And I wish I would have, you know, kind of stuck to my guns and had a, a wider range on it because now they're trading. I, I sold my shares at uh, 49.87. I think they're at like 50 over 52 right now pull it up oh they're up above 53 man they rocketed through that 51 level what do they got a bunch of oil down there or something like why are they ripping so hard it's like an all-time high that's mexico right eww yep yeah so i don't know it's it's weird that i was telling you about it when i saw that on the chart and um what's the brazil one um ewz they're ripping too yeah, it's like when our market was just tanking, it you know Southern America didn't give a damn. Like their uh, ETFs were just chugging right along. So, it was like I stopped out of that for a one percent profit, I believe. Uh, Rocket, I got a shares on them, and to be honest, I was thinking about it because I've never uh, traded them before. Sometimes they'll pop up on my scanner, but I've never put anything on. And then I was listening to. Uh, Oh, what was it? I think it was Option Playbook Radio uh, podcast while I was at work the other couple weeks ago. And they were talking about like all these meme stocks and uh, short squeeze plays and stuff. And one of the guys that's like super bearish all the time uh, was he had mentioned Rocket. And he's like, yeah, I get why, you know, things like GameStop and AMC and, you know, these little crappy penny stocks are shorted to death. But Rocket makes no sense because uh, they have great fundamentals. They're always coming up with new uh, products, and uh, apparently their short interest is always like super, super high. So, uh, end up getting shares of them, and uh, they, I, I was up, I believe, like three percent at one point, and then I decided, you know what, I don't know how this thing's going to move, so I actually set my stop right at my entry point. So I got out of that trade uh, for just break even. Uh, UNG. It's another swing trade. Uh, did really well on this. I held this, what was it, a day? Yeah, um, a day. And I made just under 4% on that swing trade. And then I got into one today, and that's uh, shares of Whirlpool. And I might get stopped out on this if they don't have a decent day tomorrow. They're like right at this level that I was looking at. So if they don't have a decent day tomorrow, then I'm just going to uh, close out of the the trade immediately so um that was all i had you said whr you're long yeah they screwed me recently i probably covered it in one of the recent podcasts but i think they had broken through a key support level and i was like oh cool time to sell a call spread and then everything you know markets in general just all of a sudden ripped back hard so they went on a little run there, and then it looks like they died off again. So, of course, it, like, rallied at the wrong time for me. <laughs> it started to die off again. 
So that's why I'm doing a lot more uh, swing trading now is just like my timing is off because I, you know, I could probably do better if I do uh, like monthly options like you. But for some reason, I have this mindset that I just like doing like the 14 to seven day trades. Mm -hmm. And so my timing has got to be, you know, absolutely perfect. And, you know, if I'm selling these, you know, pretty far out of the money options, then my risk to reward ratio is like way off. If I, you know, get screwed on one trade, uh, then, you know, it wipes out four trades worth of, you know, gains that I had. So uh, right now I'm doing a lot more swing trading and just, you know, having my stops ready if things don't go my way so i don't have to have the timing you know so right yeah you know something i was thinking about too which i just i've been so busy with work lately but i've had these positions you know i sold call spreads on a lot of stuff i think it was uh ticker sq which is square and then ticker upst which i think is like upstart or something um and then what else did I have? Had a few other call spreads I sold and then just, you know, markets ripped and totally reversed on me. And I didn't roll the positions. I didn't do anything. I didn't even react. But what I should have done on those is like, well, things are going the wrong way. Not the way, you know, I expect on these trades. I should have bought back my short legs, you know, when those things were getting tested because then they just blew through you know, and just ripped to the moon. And it's like, if I just want to bought back my short legs and like adjusted to those trades, I would be up huge right now, you know, and just let them rip, like, you know, not try to hold them through to expiration, but just let them rip, you know, let them go against me in the wrong direction. But once I buy back the short leg, I'm going to be up huge on the long legs. And yeah, it's just a time thing for me. I think I just, you know, work has been so crazy lately that I haven't been able to really monitor but that's something i would like to try or start doing you know once the trade goes against me go with the flow buy back the short leg and you know just let it go at a profit and then just close it out and sell the long leg yeah i was telling you about that one strategy that i uh, read about last week where um, had i done it on xme uh i would have god i would have made a killing on it because they were so deep in the money and it was that's one of the stupid ones too is because i remember right when i opened that up uh i was telling you that was the stupidest trade like i didn't even know what xme was i just it hit uh one of my scanners i looked at the chart i'm like okay uh time to sell calls on them so i sold the calls and then you know turns out it has to do with metal and everything metal it's <laughs> just been through the roof and i yep. knew that like the day after i opened it that I was probably going to get screwed. And had I turned it into a back ratio spread where I would have uh, bought another long call uh, where I had um, the long call in the spread, then I would have made, I God, I don't know what the hell it would be. Um, what are they trading at? I think they're in the sixties now. So it would have been like XME. Yeah. So oh, it would have been geez. like a thousand dollars. Yep. sixty fifty three. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just doing that's why, you know, my timing and stuff, um, I'm not great right now. Uh, like I'll go through, you know, every trader, you go through this runs where you're doing great. And right now I'm just not with options with, I think it's just the weird volatility going on. So kind of taking a little bit of a step back from, uh, selling so many options and doing a lot of swing trades. And like I say, it's not, uh, I'm not making a killing on it, but it's like, you know, 1% this trade, 6% this trade, 
uh, five on the other, then it's just, you know, just adding to my account. Gotcha. Yeah, so speaking of XME, uh, the topic <laughs> I wanted to go over this week was uh, dividend and assignment risk if you're uh, selling calls. So XME, I had that uh, that call spread that I had opened three weeks ago, I believe, possibly a month, and I just kept rolling it, and it wasn't costing me anything uh, to keep rolling it. And I didn't even know that XME uh, had a dividend, but I got an email... I believe it was Thursday from TD saying, hey, uh, you've got this option open. Uh, they're going ex-div soon, so uh, you might be at risk of assignment. So I'm like, uh, whatever, I'm going to see if I can roll it on Friday for another week. And then, you know, there'll be some sort of extrinsic value that, you know, they wouldn't want to assign me. And on Friday, everything looked good. I tried to close it out, couldn't close it out. So... Um, I just figured I was going to get assigned on it and, uh, TD would close out the short leg well, on Saturday. I get another email from TD saying that, uh, I'm now short a hundred shares of XME and I'm going to be responsible for paying the dividend because if you're short shares and something goes X div, then you have to pay that person that you borrow the shares from, uh, the dividend. So I got assigned early on that, <clears throat> on that a week early, uh, not knowing about the dividend. And yeah, it was just this whole big old mess. And uh, so I just want to kind of go over that for anyone that sells calls uh, specifically to, you know, be aware that you are responsible for paying uh, the dividend to, you know, whoever, if you're short shares, then they can assign you at any time. Like this was, you know, a week early. And, you know, I got assigned the shares and, you know, I would have been responsible for some sort of dividend, but I don't know uh, what's going on. I don't see them being actually ex-div. So uh, in this specific situation, I, I don't have to pay the dividend. But if they actually did go ex-div, uh, if I wouldn't have covered my short position uh, by buying or by exercising my long call in that spread, then. Uh, I would have been responsible for it. Yeah, I've seen, um, <clears throat> I've been in that position before, but I think I've always just jumped right on it. And it's usually on expiration day. They send that out saying like, Hey, you're, you know, at risk here. Uh, you might get assigned early and, you know, X div and you're going to be on the hook and all that stuff. So I think I've had that a few times happen. I remember it happened on DIA. Yeah, it was DIA. And I just immediately closed out the position because I was just like, screw this. I don't want to pay, you know, dividend like I'm already probably losing on the trade because my short leg is in the money. And then, you know, so I just got out of the position immediately and just chalked it up as a loss. Um, I can't remember if they uh, send those emails out to you if your short leg is or your short call is not in the money i can't remember or maybe they only do it if it's in the money but i've definitely seen those emails before and yeah i've just i've just bailed on the position i was like well this is a losing trade for me this month because i'm not paying anybody a dividend you know yeah luckily you know had i been responsible for the dividend uh it's super low on them i believe it would have been like 30 dollars i would have had to pay out but it's, you know, one of those things, you already lost the trade, you don't want to lose even more on it. 
Yeah, and for DIA being, you know, usually trading around three hundred or more than three hundred dollars, I can't remember what the what they pay. It may be like a one percent or something. But I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm not going to pay anybody this dividend. So yeah, I know TD does that, and they're cool about it, and they give you the heads up, which is really cool. But other platforms like uh, Robinhood, I don't, I don't even know if they would tell their users or just you know let you get screwed. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's another thing, too, is why I like, you know, we can discuss that. Well, maybe we should save that. Um, the verticals and how, you know, I got the a margin call after I was short 100 shares of uh, XME saying, hey, uh, you're short shares. You need to deposit $6,000. And, you know, this is on uh, Saturday. I got the email. So I'm like, well, I can't do crap about it now. But knowing that I had that long leg. um yeah, maybe we'll save that for another another podcast. Like the um, difference between having a defined risks uh, trade or like um, just a naked option. Yeah, I've been in that situation before. And yeah, maybe next week or something we could kind of talk about that. Because it does seem like kind of a scary situation when you get exercised. And it's like, oh, you have this massive short position. But then if you have a long leg you know, you're still kind of protected there. Um, even if you are short shares, you could be short shares and then long a call still, and you're still kind of in that position where you can hold the position in your account and you're protected. But um, yeah, we could definitely go into more detail in another episode. Yeah, uh, that's another thing TD's good at. You know, I called him up immediately on a Saturday and was like, hey, uh, what's going on with this? How did I get... Uh, assigned on this uh, short call position on a Friday at, you know, or no, it was Saturday at like 4 a.m. I got it. And they were like, oh, it's just like, it's all automated. Don't worry about it. You got the long leg. It's fine. And, you know, Robin Hood, I remember I had a, it was Snapchat a long time ago, had a spread that went in the money and the same thing happened, but you couldn't, you know, you can try emailing them, but good, good luck in my account showed like a negative $14,000 balance or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to go over? Um, no, pretty much just, uh, yeah, for me, it's definitely something I want to get out of immediately when uh, TD sends me those emails. So, uh, yeah, I didn't really have too much to say about that. But uh, for me, whenever they send it to me, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, good idea. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, do you have any tickers you're looking at getting into this week? Well, I did get that position on EEM, which is the Emerging Markets ETF. So I went call side there. You know what? I thought I had an EWW position on for April, or well, now I'm into May's. Sorry, May or April monthly contracts, but I don't. I never got an EWW position on for April. And I'm trading May right now, so I'm probably going to sell a call because they're almost overbought. And last time they almost got overbought, they retraced, or yeah, last time they were in the overbought levels on the daily, they retraced from about 51 all the way down to 46. So they had a big $5 drawdown. So I'm probably going to go out and sell a call for May monthlies on EWW and then 
what do we else we got going on here? EWJ. I think that's the Japan ETF. Um, I'm up big on my April position. It's a 65 call. I will probably trade EWJ as well for uh, the May monthlies. Nice. I had some uh, some stuff keeps on th- uh, hitting one of my scanners or several of my scanners in one. Uh, I just can't wait. I'm just going to wait for a breakout, but UNP, which is Union Pacific Corp, uh, they keep on hitting like a going long situation. They're just kind of chopping around. So I'm going to wait for, see if this thing actually breaks out above like 265-ish, or uh, sorry, 267 for a long position. But they just look like, you know, that massive rip they had back in, uh, what was it, November or October? I, yeah, I'm just waiting for these guys to break out, but they've been chopping super sideways recently. Yeah, just like I was looking at the daily and they're just kind of creeping up. They've actually started to squeeze on the weekly, on the normal TTM squeeze. Um, this is the fifth week in a row they're squeezing. So, yeah, if they make the breakout either way, it should be, a, you know, I would imagine that would be a pretty good move. Um, and also the way they've been ripping uh, – you see on the week, of course, is the COVID crash. They were down at 105, but man, it's just been a rip. Um, had a pretty good dip here. It looks like back in September, but overall, they're just ripping, ripping, ripping. I'll probably also keep an eye, throw up a trend line and keep an eye waiting for them to die off below that uptrend line because, well, they play the 21 pretty good too on the weekly, but yeah, whenever they fall through that uptrend line, I would probably go short, maybe short them or buy a put and try to capture. I think they're due like at some point here for a decent move down, but I don't know. Maybe they're also like uh, XME and XLE and all the energy related stuff. Maybe they're thriving in wartime. I'm not sure. Yeah. Does Ukraine have trains or something? I don't know, but they're looking like they're blasting off pretty good. So, yeah, I definitely might add this one to my watch list and wait. Because when they, in September, when they fell through the 21, they moved down from about 220 all the way down to 195. That was a decent move down. So I could totally see them fall when they fall through that 21 again on the weekly. I could see a big, you know, 20 to $30 move down again, and I would you know, definitely be interested in capturing that move. Yep. Uh, there's another one I'm looking at and that's, uh, Ulta. Uh, they just, man, their chart is like sloppy as hell for the past couple months. Just big, weird moves. And I guess, I don't know what they had on, uh, earnings, but they kind of made a rip and then a dump and dumped even more. Now they're in this nice little uptrend and they actually broke above, uh, that most recent, kind of earnings high at like 387 so let's see if they can actually hold this level and uh go test that high of 422 okay they have been squeezing on the weekly for like two or three weeks so that's also yeah kind of an interesting one when they do break out yeah i need to update my watch list i guess and that's all i was looking at Nice. Yeah, I think you picked some really good uh, ones to keep an eye on for when they finally do break out. 
All right. Um, I got some website news. I started, I still got a lot of work to do, but uh, just cleaning up the website with the uh, the downloads page, especially where, you know, I was over there and it's just because there's so much stuff. I talked about it last week. Uh, it just, it's jumbled together, kind of a mess. So started making uh, separate pages for each indicator. Uh, so it's a lot easier to get to them. And then the scanners, I'm just going to have a scanner page for it. Uh, so I started that and I'm going to continue it to uh, kind of help out the website make it a little cleaner nice sounds good all right man was that it yeah i don't think i had anything else uh futures are pretty flat of course they're green again but barely like uh s&p up point or yeah 0.09 nasdaq up 0.04 and uh dow is up 0.10 percent god this market (laughs) yeah there's no i don't know there's no consolidation it's just either ripping or bleeding out (laughs) so that's why i'm like scared to do options right now in this because it's you know you think that the implied volatility will pay for these moves but it's it's not really like because i don't know what it is because we had such a volatile like past couple months or whatever but it's just like the moves don't seem like they're translating into options pricing so you know, I'm kind of staying away from selling options at this point. Yeah, right now all the call spreads I sold just got blown up. But I mean, we do have three weeks left till the expiration. So we'll kind of see if this is like a fake rally or, you know, if things are going to tank again. But uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild right now. Yeah, just don't blow yourself up. <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> uh, if I get blown up, it's going to be XLE for sure. all right man i will see you on the next one all right man catch you later Bye. bye thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the ws trades podcast if you are not subscribed to this podcast please subscribe also head over to youtube and search for ws trades you'll find us there as well We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.